A legacy. A legend. A hero. One site saves aspiring podcasters everywhere using the power of free software. The Modern Fedora presents Anchor, the podcast platform. Coming to a mid-roll near you. Welcome back. I hope you are all having a wonderful day. You are listening to the Modern Fedora Podcast, episode 53. I'm your host, Dominic Meyer, and this is my partner in many crimes, Noah Hernandez. Hello. Although we don't talk about the crimes. Right. Sorry. So, do you want to tell us what the tongue twister title of today's show means? Absolutely. So last week, if you listened to the episode, Jade and I got kind of off topic at the end and we started pretty much writing our own Hallmark movie because we all know just how typical they are. It's pretty much one big cliche. So ever since then, I've been thinking, what are some other movie tropes that we all know like super well and that are super familiar with? So today we're talking about movie tropes that strike often and character cliches and types that pop up in pretty much every film. Oh, okay. Sounds like a plan, Stan. Thanks, man. All right. To start off, we're starting with these tropes. So... We're going to look at some of them. Um, you, I think every movie probably has at least one of these because it's almost impossible not to include these because there's so many of them. Some movies do it better than others, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, you want to start? Um, sure. So example number one, you're probably already thinking of this, is Aliens. Hmm. So anytime there's an alien in a movie, they always want to invade Earth. Uh, by Earth, they always start with America, you know. And a 7-Eleven. <laughs> and a 7-Eleven, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And if they don't start with that, they always start in New York. This is very yeah. you know, typical. It will feel like a trope when the motivation for the alien's invasion seems fuzzy. For example, Independence Day. Yeah, yeah, that is always interesting. You can tell a good alien movie from a bad one. Mm-hmm. Like it says, unlike Arrival, that was their example. And I agree, Arrival had a good alien story. Like the aliens were coming to give them their language or whatever and save mankind because they needed them later. That was a good. That was a good plot. Mm-hmm. But some movies, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I really liked Arrival. It was one of me too. It remains one of my favorite alien invasion movies because they mm-hmm. deviate from the typical alien movie. Exactly. Yeah. The premise of language being that powerful was really cool. And seeing someone that could like learn language from aliens, like that would be so awesome. Right. What was your what's your favorite alien movie? Oh man, there's so many. <laughs> um I already know mine. 
I, I don't know, man. Like, are we talking about, like, superheroes and aliens or just aliens? Anything. If it's an alien, it's got the alien trope. So, I mean, who do you think get it best? I would have to say Marvel. I mean, uh, Avengers. Because mm. that's just... My, yeah, there are aliens. I'm like, that's just my favorite movie of all time. But <laughs> if we're not talking about that, then I'd have to say Arrival is probably my favorite. Yeah. I have to say A Quiet Place. Oh, that's a good one. That was an awesome movie. Yeah. Which one? Part one or part two? I like part one better. Me too. Yeah. I'd have to... Man. Arrival in A Quiet Place. They're up there. Tied for number two. Yeah. But the reason is, is that it deviated from the typical tropes. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. The next trope is he's not dead. Mm-hmm. And we see this in some movies. The bad guy gets taken out and then the good guy gets cocky, turns around, does whatever, and the bad guy's not actually dead. Yep. So many. He's never actually dead. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's never. And yeah. this this doesn't just go for the bad guy either. Like, the good guy will get hit and everyone thinks he's gone, but he's not. Like, it happens all the time. Yeah. I mean... I don't really, I mean, you know, because there's that saying, the, what is it, evil never dies or something like that. And they really want to make that present in, <laughs> in in movies like this. Like, but, like, I don't mind, like, it, it sets up a good story. What, what pangs me when I watch, you know, a movie with, a, with this bad guy. I'll give you an uh, example. This guy he was driving in winter and the bad guy of course and the good guys may cause this avalanche to shove his car off the road caught in the avalanche tumbled down all of these things hit so many trees on the way down guess what he walked away with scratch on the forehead scratch on the cheek oh so close he walked walked away nothing else than a scratch on the cheek i was like okay one (laughs) you would have been dead (laughs) <laughs> Two, if you would have survived, at least broken ribs, broken leg, you know, some, but I was like, okay, yeah. I'm, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> this is too, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Avalanche and you still walk away from that. All right. I mean, if only we were that resistant in real life. I know, right? <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> All right, next one. Villain's Throne. Now, before you're thinking mm. of this gold-plated uh, throne, think about this. Protagonist walks into a dark room, turns on a light, and who's there? None other than the antagonist, waiting in his huge chair. Then he turns Ridiculously around huge. slowly and says, we've been expecting you. And they get some bonus points if they're petting a cat on their lap. Especially if it's white. Yes. They also get bonus points if they're tapping their fingers together. Mm. Yes. We've been expecting you. <laughs> yeah. That's like Oh yeah. We, That's a classic. It's like in these are these movies, does the protagonist not watch movies themselves? Like <laughs> I mean, come on. Like what Yeah. Yeah, what's with people in movies walking into... Like, this might be a trope later on, I don't know. But what is with people in movies walking into dark buildings, dark rooms, or just, like, 
you'll watch a movie and they'll get home from work and they'll go into their dark house and just be doing things in the complete darkness. Like, I know. Or like, who does that? Walk all the way through to their bedroom in the dark. I was like, no yeah. way. As soon as I get home, I lights on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Every single light <laughs> yes. imaginable. <laughs> yes. And like, if they hear a sound, they go towards it. Again, I don't know if this is a, a, a trope later on. But in all of the scary yeah. movies that I've seen, they hear a sound and they walk towards it. I'm like, and then if it's in a, in the basement, they go down to the basement. I'm like, one, I have been in people's basements before and I don't <laughs> like them. Two, if there's a sound coming from my basement, I am out of that house faster than you can <laughs> blink. Like, I am gone. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. nope, bye-bye. At least get a friend to go with you. Like, don't walk down unarmed in the dark by yourself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. Or but FaceTime someone. So if you get murdered, they have the person's <laughs> face right there. Like, <laughs> come on. Oh, man. All right. Next one. This one works really well with our Hallmark movie conversation. That's hot and cold. Will they or won't they? We never know. This especially happens with relationships in movies and mm. drama series. Like, Oh my word, the back and forth is unimaginable. Yeah. I mean, especially like in movies when they're like, we're not going to hurt you. And then they take off their mask. It's like, yes, you will. I've seen your face now. (laughs) 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 This happens every time. I feel like I was talking with someone the other day. I was like, if this ever happened to me, I'd be like, nope. I close my eyes. Be like, I don't see you. I don't want to see you. Don't show me yeah. your face. Or even beyond that, they take their mask off. They monologue to the hostage for five minutes. And then they're like, well, I did just tell you my entire life story. So I guess ha- I have no <laughs> choice but to yeah. kill you. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I just know. <laughs> I will say, though, I really hope that nothing ever happens to me or any of my friends, mainly for the reason you know, I mean, I don't want, you know, bad stuff to happen, but I can't describe people's facial features. Like, if I see a drawing of them, I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks like them. Or like, so, so what did he look like? He was about five, six, white man, glasses, brown hair. How much did he weigh? I don't know. That's rude to ask someone. <laughs> you know, like, what color was his jacket? Brown. Could have been black or maybe like an off blue. Like I would be terrible at, at that. <laughs> like I envy people in movies when they're like, oh yeah, this is this is this. He had a scar on his left cheek. I'm like, how did you notice that? I was running away. I wasn't left staring at him. was bigger by two millimeters. Right? Like I was running away. I was not staring at this man long enough to <laughs> see his distinct left nostril. Yeah. What is with people guessing the villain's weight though? Like I cannot look at a person and be like, looks like 185 to me. Like, how? How do you look at someone and then give the police a a guesstimate on weight? I agree 100%. I have no idea. I don't know. Me neither. All right. Next one. High Heels Horror Woman. Now, if you've (laughs) seen a typical cliche horror movie, you will know that there is always at least one female to run away from said bad person whether it be uh on a liver or whoever run from them in high heels 
and then there's yeah. inevitable <laughs> she will trip and lay there until something bad happens even if she doesn't trip i've seen this before in jurassic world for instance oh claire yes. running away running away from a t-rex i just in high heels i just watched that movie and i just <laughs> noticed that i was like what on earth yeah. like, like do you know how fast t-rexes are like did she have those on the whole time she was in the jungle I think so, yeah. Like, what? Like, okay, I have a mom and a sister, and I know if they have to run, the heels come off and they run. Like, it takes yeah. literally probably less than five seconds to kick them off and start running. Not even just running. Like, she was with Owen hiking through a jungle in high heels. Yeah. Like, I can barely hike through a jungle with normal shoes, let alone <laughs> high heels. <laughs> Like, wouldn't the heel sink into the mud? Yeah, seems like it. I don't know. Maybe she really likes those shoes. Yeah, I think 5-Minute Crafts does a thing where you, like, glue... What was it? You glued something onto a high... Onto the heel, part of a high heel. It was, like, one of those stupid 5-Minute Crafts things where Mm -hmm. they use a a buttload of hot glue. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have money for all that hot glue. (laughs) Actually, I think it was hot glue. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think the heel thing was just a clump of hot glue. Probably. (laughs) That's on brand. (laughs) Right? Oh, man. All right. Next, we have the infamous walking away from an explosion. Nothing says that you're a macho action hero than walking away from an explosion without saying a word. Apart from just being everywhere, it also defies physics because that explosion would literally knock you over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, but see, what's funny is you also have the opposite of this when people are starting to run and then they do the over dramatic jump away from the explosion in slow motion and fall yeah. down and they turn around and they're like uninjured it's like if you were that close to the explosion you have a lot more injuries <laughs> than than what you have now yeah occasionally someone's jacket will be like smoking right but i think that's the most yeah i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> all right next one are you having some trouble getting the girl of your dreams just save her life then she'll magically fall into your arms. <laughs> I mean, it happens. <laughs> it happens, but on on average, for you, Dominic, on average, how many times have you saved someone's life? Uh, zero. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't. Like, what city are these people living in that they have to save yeah. someone like every day? I mean, I've never saved anyone. I've saved people from getting hit by things. You know, you catch something before it hits someone or block something. But like never something like no one's ever fallen off a bridge and I've been there and caught them like that doesn't happen. Right. Like, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, folks. There you have it. All your troubles will disappear. I've never rescued someone in a fire swamp. Mm -mm. Doesn't happen. Nope. All right. Next we have whoops, didn't see you there. For some reason, 
in movies, they love to make people just slam into each other, usually in school hallways, mm. and send books flying everywhere, and then they end up falling for each other. Even if this does happen in real life, it's not often as cute a moment as they portray it mm. in the movies. Yeah. I mean, anyone who's gone to public school and has ran into someone will know this does not happen. Yeah, it's usually just an oof, and then you pick your stuff up if you happen to drop it. Right. And, like, especially, like, when they're trying to show high school life, and the one nerd kid, like, bumps into the bully, and he, like, shoves him up against the locker. That doesn't happen either. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how bad do these adults think high school is? Where are the teachers in these schools that just let bullies slam kids into lockers and stuff? Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, that stuff does happen in real life occasionally, mm-hmm. but not the amount that we see in every single high school movie. Yeah. Like, I no. And do people really carry around that much loose paper nope. at school? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time a nerd in a movie gets hit like bumped into mm-hmm. boom giant explosion of loose paper yeah. everywhere yeah it's like i always shoved my paper in my locker like yeah i, I never had it just floating around with my books it's, it's ridiculous yeah and of course nobody uses paper anymore so yeah it's all on our tablets and phones everything i'd argue that'd be worse dropping your tablet definitely but i should i should hope that they'd be smart enough if they're a nerd to put it in their backpack yeah, let's hope. Alrighty, moving on. Just one word. Hello? Yeah, you probably know what I'm talking about. We're going back to some scary <laughs> movies here. Imagine this scene. A person returns home to find an eerie silence. The front door ajar. The action? They always open the door. Hello? And then they wind up dead. Yeah. <laughs> I know. If I come home and my door is open, uh, no. <laughs> I'm not going in. I'm either calling the police and, or getting out and then calling the police. Like, there's yeah. no way. You couldn't pay me to walk into that house. <laughs> this goes the same thing with people being in the dark. Like, they'll walk into a dark house, just be in the dark, hear noise, and then say hello, leave the lights off, and then go to investigate. And what's crazy is most of them close and lock the door behind them. (laughs) Like, if you're crazy enough to go into your eerie house, fine. But at least leave the door open so you can escape. (laughs) Like, that's where the, that's where he's going to get you trying to unlock the door. Yeah. Oh, my word. (laughs) Now you know how we feel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, The next trope is actually one that gets me every time because it's so dumb. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the, this, the quote, a wise person once told me, and you probably know exactly what I'm talking about, because this happens all the time. Supporting character will tell main character something that they should do, and then hour later in the movie, they'll do it, and then talking to the supporting character will be like, well, a wise person once told me, yada, yada, yada. Like, seriously? Mm -mm. I don't understand that either. We know that you just told him that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I I get it when it's like, you know, a best friend's like, 
he's trying to help him out and then like he finally reaches his success and then he's like well this person once told me you know and then you can see their friend happy you know that's mm-hmm. you know that's a little sweet a little friendship there but other than that it's not okay well it can get overused yeah a wise person once told me don't even finish that sentence <laughs> just, just stop <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah Alrighty. Next one. This is something that I have actually thought about a lot. <laughs> it's someone is hanging off the edge of a cliff, almost about to fall. And just as they begin to fall, someone magically appears and pulls them to safely. Doesn't matter how heavy that person is or how strong the person <laughs> saving them is. Like, have you tried to pull up someone? Like, have you tried to pull oh up someone's word. dead weight? Especially what gets me is when the person is laying down on their stomach and pulling up the person that's mm-hmm. falling. Like, Yeah. If you want to try the easy version of this, have your friend lay on the ground on their back and you stand up, grab their arm, and try to lift them back up to a standing position. Mm-hmm. That's hard enough. Yeah. Like, I could never pick up someone just paint. like i could hold on to them for a little bit and like try to get them closer to the edge so they can climb up but like just deadlifting their weight from the thing <laughs> and then like if they come in in like you know this group of people like the person is hanging on right and then the other people are getting a rope that I don't know why it's in their car, but somehow they have this rope in their car (laughs) (laughs) and then they go and it's it's like, does it really take that long to get a rope out of your car? Like, yeah, what? Like, just throw the rope to them and then they can climb up the edge of the cliff themselves. It's like, what? One, why do you have a rope in your car? (laughs) Like, what were you planning to do with that rope? Oh, man, I hate to make another Princess Bride reference, but could you imagine them having a rope as thick as the one in Princess Bride? Oh, my word. <laughs> Just throw it over the Here you go. <laughs> oh, my oh, man. And like, All right, this next... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and then like you, you can hear the music building, 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 and then he finally gets pulled over. It's like, you know, yep. he, it's like, you know he's not going to die. He's the main character. He's, of course, he's right. not going to die. <laughs> Okay, and this next one makes for some of the awkward, most awkward moments in movies. And that is, he's right behind me, isn't he? Hey. For some reason, characters love overconfident trash talking when they're directly in front of the person they're talking about. This happens all the time. They're absolutely slamming somebody. And then you as the viewer sees the person walk up right behind him. Hmm. It's so awkward. Yeah, it's like I would never like say that like the only time that I would do this is when I'm alone with said person <laughs> that I want to talk to. Like that is it. That way there's no chance of him just randomly appearing behind me. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, thanks. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Have you ever I know that you have. A sister, so I'm gonna ask you this question: Have you ever seen those little teenage movies where there's the nerdy character, they have glasses, and the minute they take off their glasses, all of a sudden it's like this windswept hair—it's being blown back. <laughs> they instantly look better. 
you know oh yeah i'm like i'm pretty sure everyone knows the scene i'm i'm talking about and guess what all they had to do lose the glasses yeah once they're off suddenly they lose all their other qualities suddenly they're an extrovert suddenly they have a better sense of style suddenly mm-hmm. what that doesn't happen like am, am i wearing the wrong glasses <laughs> that 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 doesn't happen <laughs> Uh, the movie I think of of this concept every single time because my sister watches it so often. It took a little bit more effort than just taking the glasses off, but that's Princess Diaries. Mm. Yeah, she's nerdy with glasses, takes the glasses off, redoes her hair, and totally different person. Yeah, but she had a whole style team. I had a, I had a whole style team, but still, like her personality and everything was different. Right. Of course, there's also opposites to this. Like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which you put on the glasses. Yeah. So it's like, do people are are do? Hold on, I'm having, <laughs> I'm having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> help. <laughs> do people that wear glasses like are they actually like unattractive? Like, I need to fix my lifestyle. We both have glasses. I know. That's I need to fix my lifestyle. If that's what really happens, I can get some contacts or something. All right. No, we're going to try this. I'm going to take my glasses off. Whoa. So much better. Sudden sense of style. <laughs> Suddenly extroverted. <laughs> oh, I should have taken my glasses off. And- I messed up my headphones. What's funny is like not only do they get a better sense of style, but all of a sudden they have money, and they come walking in like yeah. name brand jackets and shirts and shoes and jeans and belts. It's like I yeah. take my glasses off and I'm just as broke as I was with them on. Mm-hmm. So usually, usually their hair changes suddenly too. Yeah, like how does your hair go from frizzy with glasses on to suddenly straight as soon as your glasses come off? Right. I have no idea. No idea. All right, next one. This one's hilarious. That's we all know that when there is a bomb in a movie, there is only one thing to do: cut the red wire. Mm. When the hero cuts the red wire, it's always at the last second. We see it either hit zero or it hits one, and all of a sudden the bomb's like beep beep, and it terminates because the hero cut the red wire occasionally it's the blue wire mm-hmm. sometimes the green wire but most often it's the red wire mm-hmm. yeah that's very true i mean it's even joked about now cut the red wire <laughs> yeah but then they still do it yeah and then somehow <laughs> it works I have never seen a bomb personally in real life, but I don't imagine there to be a red wire that terminates the entire thing. Mm. That doesn't seem very smart. So. I probably wouldn't go near a bomb <laughs> to look at what wires it has. <laughs> I yeah, would just if you're not, if you're not like Superman, probably shouldn't be trying to amateurly disable a bomb anyway yeah and if i was i would probably just throw it in space anyway 
<laughs> yes, true. <laughs> just let it go ahead. Go explode in space. <laughs> just whip it into space. Honestly, that's an that's another thing. Why does Superman have to carry bombs into space? Couldn't he just like baseball throw the thing into yeah. space? Or freeze it with his freeze breath. Yeah. Cause there's always that moment where he's flying into space. Or I guess not just Superman, the hero is flying the bomb into space. And then explodes in space, but it doesn't really die, of course. But explodes in space because he flew it up there when he could probably could have just thrown it. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent question. Mm-hmm. You'll have to ask him if you ever meet him. Yeah, probably won't happen. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> All right, the next one. The Chosen One. Ooh, everyone knows about The Chosen One. Usually, they start out poor in the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. And everyone always knows that they're the chosen one, that they're destined for greatness, that, mm-hmm. you know, they're meant to be this, except for the hero themselves. Mm-hmm. They never the grandpa know. will be like, child, you're going to go places in life. You're going to change this world. Exactly. And they never know it because they're always too humble or too focused or too self-critical or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like if I was the chosen one, you know, especially in some of the movies I've seen, you know, if I was the chosen one and I had superpowers, I'd be like, what did this come from? The chosen one. <laughs> like, I can do all these things I was never able to before. This is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd notice. <laughs> Chosen one and shoots laser beams from his eyes. What? That that can't be me. I would never be able to do that. <laughs> I didn't do that. What? Not me. Who, who else is shooting lasers through my eyes? How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> Better knock it off before I become famous. Yeah. Oh, my word. All right. This next one, I did not notice until I read this. And then I realized this is everywhere. Every time a character goes to the grocery store, odds are they'll have a brown paper bag and sticking out of the top will be some leafy greens, usually like lettuce or spinach or something, and usually two delicious looking baguettes poking out of the top of the bag. Mm-hmm. That's like always what they get at the grocery store. That's true. I'm thinking about almost all the movies I've seen and uh, yeah. That's even yeah, even if it's like a two second prop and someone comes in with a grocery bag and then throws it on the counter or whatever, it's always something green and leafy and two baguettes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) I never thought about that before, but yeah. (laughs) Like, where did that start? Yeah, Uh, I'm not arguing because (laughs) I like bread, but (laughs) yeah. Huh. I don't know. All right, so this next one, I looked at this, and it's not on here, but it's something that drives me crazy in every single (laughs) movie that I see, all right? Every movie, you have the person that's driving the car, and -hmm. you have the passenger. They're Mm -hmm. usually talking. The the driver never looks at the road. Oh, my goodness. He's always looking at the passenger. I'm like, you're going to crash. And it's always you are going to die. Exactly. And it's usually in New York. I'm like, you have stop and go traffic constantly in New York City. It's like, look mm-hmm. at the road. You are going to die. 
Like, why do you keep looking at the passenger? I understand. She's your one true love. You love her. But hold her hand or something. Like, look yeah. at the road. I mean, we're drivers. Uh-huh. And I can attest that when somebody is having a conversation, I never look at them. Mm-hmm. Except maybe a quick glance if they're like, hey, look at this. I'll, like, glance over for two seconds. It's not natural to look over at somebody while you're driving. Right. It's like... I understand that it's a, you know, a green screen usually, but at least make it believable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And can we talk about the shaky steering wheel? Oh, my word. Yes. So, like, they'll be driving on a perfectly straight road and their hands are going up and down with the steering wheel. Like, they're just weaving in and out, serpentine through the cones. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's not how you drive. Serpentine, serpentine. <laughs> Abusive actions. Ah, we're being chased by what? Nothing. Ah! <laughs> oh my word! I don't understand that either. Why do people do this? No idea. Uh, yeah. All right. Next one, we have the terrible henchman. Mm-hmm. It's such a trope. If there's a villain. They have a completely idiotic henchman that has no idea what is what. He couldn't tell a banana from an orange. He can't hit the broadside of a barn. I'm talking to you, stormtroopers. Um, yeah. And they always get taken out super easily or just the com- comedic relief of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually happens. <laughs> Uh, you know the only thing that I can think of is Horace and Jasper from 101 Dalmatians (laughs) yes I was thinking that too (laughs) that's all I could think of (laughs) I'm glad they're not as stupid in the new movie Cruella Mm -hmm. yeah but Horace is still funny (laughs) I know yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's awesome Oh man. Oh. I don't know. I'm not a villain. I've never met one in real life, but why would you want to surround yourself by a bunch of idiots? Mm-hmm. Like if I was a villain, I would choose somebody smart to be my henchman. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like needing to constantly explain to someone a task or them constantly failing, like that fired. Would get annoying really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I don't know. Oh, man. All right. Next one. The mirror scare. Ooh. Now, if you don't know what this is, I'll explain it to you. It's kind of like a jump scare, but even more cliche. If you're Mm -hmm. watching a scary movie, if a character, any character, can be main character, side character, whatever, if they open the Mm -hmm. medicine cabinet, there's a 99% chance that (laughs) something will be in the reflection when they close it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time I see medicine cabinets in movies, I know it's going to happen. <laughs> You're like, ah, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and You can call it from a mile away. Like, they always turn around and it's gone. Right? Like, Or it's not. Yeah, or it's not. I, I'd be like, that is why I always take my phone into the bathroom. So, if something like that happens, I will call 911 right away. <laughs> <laughs> not just that you go into the bathroom you shut and lock the door you check in the shower mm. to make sure there's no killer there yeah and then you go to the bathroom 
Yeah, you know, speaking of that, have you ever had, you know, this feeling you go and you go into the bathroom and you just look at the shower and you're just like, ah, you just punch the shower curtain because you think something's in there <laughs> all the time. Yes, <laughs> I usually whip. I usually smack the curtain open like fast so I can take the person by surprise. Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. What I usually do, I know it's so dumb. I'm like, I'm like almost <laughs> 20 years old. But I go in the bathroom and I stand there for a second and it's super quiet. And then I look over and then I open it. All right, I'm good. <laughs> like, like, who? Imagine the. Uh, go ahead. The day. Imagine the day when you karate kick the shower curtain open and there is a killer in there. Like, what are you actually going to do? I don't know. Are you going to. Is it going to be the typical bad guy scene where you're the bad guy and you're just like. I've been expecting you. <laughs> I'd be like, like I want to say that I'd be that person that just jumps to attack them, but in reality, I'd probably open it and be like, "Oh, there's someone in there." There's someone in there, and then I'd like run out of the bathroom. I will tell you, I will not have to use the bathroom anymore. Yeah, same. <laughs> because it'll be done. <laughs> same. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The very last trope that we have is the narrator. Mm. Now, we all know this. There's a narrator. He's walking. He or she is walking us through the movie. They're keeping the movie together. And odds are, at the very end, big reveal. The narrator is writing this down in a diary or something. Mm-hmm. And they were telling the story from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> Pretty much, I think the only one that I don't get tired of is um, uh, I forgot his name, Morgan Freeman. Mm. He has a good n- narration voice. Yeah, I mean, like just his voice, like, is so like calming. But other than that, I'm like, okay, let's get on with the story. Yeah, but then there's also a difference between a good narrator and. The person that's writing the book at the end. Mm-hmm. Because ju- a good narration can bring something together. It sets the stage for that type of movie. Like, there's only certain types of movies where it works. Right. But the reveal at the end where it's some third-party person writing it down is just kind of weird. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's like, so you weren't here for all of that? It's like, so how did you hear about this? Are you a stalker? Right? Like, <laughs> did they tell you? Or did, like, especially, you know, those movies are like the two main characters have, like, passed on. And now it's the narrative. It's like, uh, how? Did you know? Of, like, I know there's history uh-huh. books, but history books only reveal so much. Like, mm-hmm. how did you know? Because they're recounting the story as a typical movie, but the person's already gone. But they're giving us so many like inside details and filler details that you need in a movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense for this third party person to be writing it and knowing all these details. Exactly. Stalker. Right. <laughs> Stranger danger. Stranger danger. All right. Let's move on. Sounds good. Okay. Welcome to our next section archetypes and stock characters every movie has a certain amount of characters that fit a 
stock sheet, you could say. You can pick them out of a lineup. You know who they are. You recognize their role. And frankly, that's usually all they're good for mm-hmm. <laughs> is that one role. <laughs> so we're going to look at some of these. And starting with our first one, we have the absent-minded professor. Mm. You all know the movies that have them. Uh, example, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Not saying that's a bad character, but that is a typical character, the absent-minded scientific genius. There's always a a genius that is so smart, but somehow so dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the part. <laughs> I think it's in this. Is the first one? Hold on. Yeah, it's there's so many of them. The first one, I believe, when he goes back the first time and. Uh, Michael J. Fox keeps saying heavy and Doc Brown's like, why do you keep saying heavy? Is something wrong with the gravitational <laughs> pull in the future? <laughs> every, time, every time I start laughing at that. Is there something wrong with the gravitational pull in the future? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I do not think that means what you think it means. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh my word. And now every time I see that character... I don't even know what his actual name is, but every time we see him, we're like, hey, it's Doc Brown. <laughs> yeah. What is his name? I have no idea. Uh, you look up his name and I'll go on to our next one. The next one is the all loving hero. Now, you probably already know what this is, but he's the character that loves everyone and will suffer for the sins of their loved ones. Mm-hmm. I mean... That's just who he is. That's what he does best. Yep. <laughs> he sacri- usually sacrifices himself in the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And most times, if he's a good guy, he comes back unharmed. It's like Usually. It's like you just jumped into a blazing inferno, and your clothes aren't even singed. Like, <laughs> there's like one burn mark in the shoulder. It's like, I guarantee you that if that happened to me, I would have gotten third-degree burns, and my clothes would have been vaporized. Like, just... Yeah. That out there. Oh my goodness. I'm thinking of a TV show right now where there's like constant explosions and the hero is always leaping through fire mm. and they're wearing normal clothes, 100% normal clothes, never singed, never smoking, never burning. Like, you cannot take the brunt. I don't care if you're Superman, you mm. cannot take the brunt of an explosion and expect your normal cotton clothes to be fine. Right. Like, that's why Superman always has his suit underneath his clothes. Because in yeah. case of, it, uh, you know, clothes burn off, he's a superhero. <laughs> Not an awkward moment. Exactly. All right. Um, before I move on, Christopher mm-hmm. Lloyd is mm-hmm. Doc Brown. I'm not going to remember that. No, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> uh the next character we have is the bad boy, mm. the macho loner that doesn't care that he's bad. And usually others are attracted to him mm. for who knows what reason, because he's bad. Yeah. Usually. I can think of many movies. That's why I was saying, I was like, I wonder how many movies I've seen that has this character and pretty much almost every single one, even TV shows mm-hmm. have this character yeah and it, it's a good it's a good workaround for the main antagonist mm-hmm. and like it always has an effect on the boyfriend of the main female character 
Like, yeah, she always is attracted to him and it makes the boyfriend jealous. I want to see one one movie where they make her unattracted to him. That would be a movie <laughs> I would watch. Or or she is attracted to the bad boy, but the normal guy, instead of trying to change to be bad, too, to get her attention again, is just like, OK, whatever. Yes. See ya. <laughs> just moves on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You do you. (laughs) That would be great. Because like I just have this scene for both of those. Like he comes up and he's like, hey, you know, to the main character. She's like, uh, no. And she just (laughs) walks away. Or she's like, oh, he's so nice. And her boyfriend's like, okay, bye. (laughs) And he just goes somewhere else. Because they they always show up the next day with a leather jacket and sunglasses trying to be like the bad boy. Right. But what if he just moved on with his life? Mm-hmm. If she's going to ditch you that quickly, you need someone else. Yeah. Or, or vice versa. If he's going to leave you that quickly, you need someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All righty then. The child. This character is usually young in age or, uh, or spirit and loves adventure. Or at least they think they do until they actually happens to them. Yeah. For example, Tim from Jurassic Park. If you don't know who that is. Uh, poor little Tim. Right? If you don't know who that is, he's the little boy that got electrocuted on the fence. Never the same after that fence. Nope. Like, I mean, I don't think he's the best example for this because he still had fun, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. especially when when he wakes up and then he goes three <laughs> when he falls off the fence <laughs> you know yeah but I, I mean still you know he loved dinosaurs he you know wanted you know to experience everything and then actually happened to him he's like okay this is a little weird but yeah, they they always have a random child in the movie and you're like whose child is this <laughs> and then the main character's like oh it's yeah. my nephew but like, what yeah. i didn't know you had a family <laughs> yeah i will say i like tim's character a little bit better than his sister i don't remember her name Mm-mm. you're not supposed to off the top of my head <laughs> yeah but her scream <sighs> throughout that movie oh my word that scream she would not stop know, it's like and then also can we talk about that quote-unquote hacking scene like <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't even hacking for the time period that the movie was. I know. Based in. It's like you were <laughs> it's like opening never. files on a computer. <laughs> yeah, you're using a graphic interface and in opening files. It's like the main characters could have done that, but they were holding the dinosaur back. So yeah, <laughs> it's like you hold the dinosaur back, right? See how well you do, <laughs> child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they're always the ones that you know, like if. I'm so glad that neither of my parents were like those typical action heroes because the child's always the one that gets kidnapped. Like, yeah. And then the final scene of the movie, you have, you know, the bad guy make a choice, me or him. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, of course, in the end, the child always gets saved and the bad guy gets taken down. Yeah. 100%. Wow. Children. (laughs) All right. Next, we have the boy next door. Mm. He is your average nice guy. Usually the behind the scenes guy of the movie who 
he's your best friend and sacrifices everything for the girl who never notices him until the very end. Mm-hmm. Or it could go opposite for genders, but yeah, that's the premise. They don't get noticed until the end of the movie. And it's like, oh yeah. But they're always there. Yeah, right? And like, oh yeah, he loved me all this time. <laughs> I think I love him too. <laughs> it's like, duh, we've been watching this movie for an hour and a half. We've all <laughs> right, seen <yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> we've all, we, we all know. You just were the only one that was in denial. That's what happens when you go for the bad boy. You miss the one next door. Yeah. So he was right there the whole time. Your best friend since being in school. Yeah. Literally right there. You just missed him. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. The next one. We have Contender. Mm. A competitive underdog. I can see that. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, this kid knows what to do and to, Mm -hmm. like, how to win. It's like, what? There was one movie that I really liked that kind of had this story. It was uh, Real Steel. I don't know Mm. if you saw it, but it was about, like, the robot boxing. Uh, I don't think I ever ended up seeing it. It's It's a pretty old movie, though. Yeah. But, like, that had a pretty good, like, underdog, like, story. Like, the kid didn't right. know, and then, you know. That was pretty good. But if you think of the Karate Kid, like, all of a sudden, he mm-hmm. he's not doing the best. And then the, the final scene, he wins. Yeah. It's like, I'm not dissing Karate Kid. For all of you out there, don't come at us for that. Karate Kid is a great movie. We're just pointing out a little uh, cliches in the movie, but it is still a good movie, so don't come after us. Yeah. I mean, the underdog is a big character cliche in and of itself. There's always an underdog of some sort Mm -hmm. or an underdog moment. Yeah. So. Next one is super huge, and that is The Damsel in Distress. There is always a noble or innocent woman in need of rescue by a strong man. <laughs> always. For usually no reason. I know. It's like you couldn't have done that yourself. <laughs> 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 like, okay. Yeah. People are not that helpless in real life. Most of the time. I mean, there are situations. Right. It's like, I understand but... you kind of need it for a good story. But what if it was one of the times that Clark came to save Lois and she's like, why are you here? I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got out of this on my own. <laughs> kind of got this under control. Right? Like, I, 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 I didn't need you. And then he's, then he's just like, they're like, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Superman and Lois Lane is a huge example of this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I love Superman, right? He's one of my favorite superheroes. Not my favorite, right. but one of my favorite. And his relationship uh-huh. with Lois, you know. Yeah. But, like, does he really have to save her every time? Right. Like, come on. you Come uh-huh. on. Lois, if you're going to date a superhero, at least learn to defend yourself. Like, yeah, 
Especially since it's always the character, usually the character that needs saving is some intrepid reporter Mm -hmm. that follows murderers and psychopaths and climbs up high buildings during alien invasions. Yeah. So if they're putting themselves in those situations, they should probably know how to take care of themselves. Right. And like, especially in Lois's case, like Clark knows Bruce, have Bruce teach her something, you know? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It's like, come on, Lois, you're smarter than this. (laughs) Do better. (laughs) Do better. All right. Moving on to dumb muscle. Mm. Now, usually this character lacks intelligence or fails to show it. And they're usually tasked with doing the heavy lifting of the villain or antagonist. Now, I'm going to add on to this because I feel like this is a very like under talked about topic. Usually if it's a strong character, like not even in a in a superhero movie if you know it's a fit guy he's always dumb mm-hmm. he's so stupid it's like why do they have to make the strong guy the dumb guy mm-hmm. like just because he works out doesn't mean he's dumb <laughs> yeah i know some i know some muscular dudes that are super smart yeah it's like just like i don't understand like why muscle equals dumb <laughs> They're going through their characters like, all right, either this dude is going to be super skinny and a genius, or he's going to be a jock and a total moron. Mm -hmm. Pick your pick. Yeah. Be like, can I, can, can I not be the strong guy and be smart? Mm, No, not an option. Sorry. Uh, I don't want to be. We don't do that here. (laughs) Then I don't want to be in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, next we have the elderly master. Mm. Uh, this is in a lot of stories, usually underdog stories, where the underdog rises up and defeats the challenge. There's usually an old, wise, powerful person teaching them how to progress or harness their ability. Whatever the plot of the story is, it's usually because there's an elderly master behind the strings. And then they always kill him off. Yeah. It's like that. Character development. <laughs> it's like that to me is the saddest part. It is. Whenever like the old wise person and like they always like get killed defending the person they're training. Like mm-hmm. they're like, go, I'll hold him off. It's like, no, he won't. <laughs> I've seen how this Just ends. Just run too. <laughs> right? It's like, I've seen how this ends. It's so sad. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. All right. Um. All right. Moving on to our next one. Now, this is one that's not in every movie per se, but it is in mm-hmm. a few, you know, good movies. Is the gentleman thief? Mm. You know, he's usually mm-hmm. very charming, very sophisticated. You know, always in a tuxedo, no matter always what he's always. Doing. Even if he's by the pool, he's in a tuxedo. Yeah. But he's always a thief. My personal favorite type of thieves in movies, mm-hmm. the gentleman gentleman thief. They always know how to pickpocket. Right. And you know, really suave. They usually don't take like kill off anyone <laughs> and typically yeah. because it's not gentlemanly. They just steal it and they're out of there. Yeah, they can be the antagonist without violence. Right. That's perfect. Indeed it is. 
moving on to the next one, we have the hot shot. Mm. We all know the hot shot. Sometimes they're skilled, sometimes they're not, but they're reckless and take ridiculous risk. Ridiculous risks. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, what's a movie without one? That's true. There's always one friend. Yeah. I am not that friend, by the way. <laughs> uh, but like, could you have a movie without one? Like you're looking at, you're looking at them like that's not the best idea. And then yeah. something happens and you're like, I told you that wasn't a good idea. Yeah. But they do it anyway. Like, you want to drive a Segway off that building? That's not going to work. <laughs> and they're like, it's the only way. Like, no, there's an elevator. That's <laughs> right there. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's the only way I have to. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> No, not really. Like, my family, whenever they watch a movie, they always look at me for, like, little comments like that because I will always comment about something in the movie. I know we talked about in a, 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 an earlier podcast, no talking during movies, but sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes it's, you know, required. Like, you yeah. see something like this and you're like, no, I don't think so. And then, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, well. It's all right. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the next one. We have the monster. Ooh. They're either half human or not human at all, and they usually provoke fear and panic. And they're usually the villain. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you get a twofer and they're also an alien. Yeah. It's like, are you human? And then it's like, yes, 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 yes. And at the end of the movie, you finally get to see my true form. And then like transform to like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) some squid thing. Yeah. (laughs) It's like that. It it is always a squid, isn't it? Like it's always got these (laughs) tentacles. It's like, what? (laughs) I saw that coming from a mile away. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh, man. All right, our last one, we have the expendable character. They're never given that much backstory, and they usually die very soon after being introduced. You usually can tell who they are, but sometimes they're well-disguised, and you get to love them a little bit. You see their character, and you're like, hey, I think they'd be a good addition to this idea, and then they're gone two seconds later. (laughs) You're like, oh, never mind. Yep, usually it's in a very stupid way Mm -hmm. somebody left the airlock open and there they go (laughs) it's always something dumb yeah and you're like oh i really like this oh not anymore (laughs) never mind never mind (laughs) and then they always like quote them we will not let him go in vain yeah yeah it's like but then why did you kill him right why did you kill him off (laughs) why was he so important (laughs) And if he was so important, why did you kill him off so soon? Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, well, there are so many more, but those are some character types. Yes. Just a few. You got to hear what we thought. We hope you feel the same 
And if you feel different, let us know. Yes. Thank you for listening to this very cliche episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did like it, please consider leaving us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It only takes a second and we really appreciate it. Yes, and if you're a person who likes to read, then why not check out the Modern Fedora blog? You can get exclusive details from Jaden's point of view. Alrighty, thanks for coming and until next time, don't forget to wear a fedora.